The Detroit Red Wings are looking to make that final push to return to the playoffs. They've got some exciting new additions. Brian Fisher of Locked On Red Wings is here to preview their season next on the Locked On NHL 2023-2024 season preview. Gil Martin here. The lock, the NHL season is less than a week away, and Locked On's season preview coverage continues as we welcome in Brian Fisher, the host of Locked On Red Wings, to detail everything you need to know about the Red Wings ahead of the 2023-2024 season. Brian, welcome to the show. What would you say is the biggest storyline surrounding the Red Wings right now? Well, I'm going to cheat a little bit, Gil, uh, because there's kind of two. Uh, one, obviously, Alex Dabrinkit, all eyes are on him going into training camp in the regular season. Red Wings fans are overjoyed with the fact that we have a bona fide goal scorer on this team for the first time in, gosh, I, I can't even think. Marion Hosa, 2009, scored 40 goals for the Detroit Red Wings. We haven't had one of those since him. Um, but, you know, can he bounce back is going to be the main storyline. He obviously had a down year with the Ottawa Senators. Can he be the guy for the Detroit Red Wings and get back to that that 40 goal marker he hit twice with the Chicago Blackhawks. And then part two of that is can they compete in the Atlantic division? The team made a lot of moves this offseason. They're a lot deeper up and down on paper. They're so much better. But so are six other teams in this division. The Buffalo Sabres missed the playoffs by one point. Uh, are they for real? Are they going to slide back a little bit? Um, you know, the Ottawa Senators, Red Wings, their rebuilds are constantly compared to one another. The Senators had uh, the edge last season, and then how far how far will Boston fall? Tampa Bay, Toronto, the Florida Panthers. You know, can the Red Wings, with all these new acquisitions, compete and you know make that leap into a playoff contender? Yep, that's definitely a big challenge this year. I think this is a pretty obvious answer, but what was your team's most significant off-season move and why? Well, Alex Dabrinkit, right? Uh, yeah. I, we were we were joking before we recorded that uh, the answer to a lot of these questions are going to be Alex Dabrinkit. <laughs> you know, he addresses, the Red Wings had a lot of holes to fill this off-season, but the number one hole that they had to fill was goal scoring. I mean, Tyler Bertuzzi spent a lot of time on the IR last year, breaking his hand twice. Um, and so the only real goal, goal scorer the Red Wings had was Dylan Larkin, only one who scored more than 30 goals. He had 79 points, 80 points uh, in his his season last year. He was a point-per-game player, um, but he needs help. He needs help in the worst of ways. They're Defensively, the team got a lot better last year, uh, still has a long way to go, but if you're not putting pucks in the back of the net, you're not going to win hockey games. So Alex Brinkett, bringing him in, he helps to address that need in a big way. Yeah, and how about your how about who figures to be the most important player on the Red Wings this year and what makes him so crucial to the team's success? So there are, again, I'm going to cheat a little bit. Obviously, again, Alex Dabrikit, uh, because again, like I said, goal scoring was a huge thing. If you can get between 35 to 40 goals, then it's going to be a huge success for the Detroit Red Wings. Uh, you lost Dominic Kubelik in that trade. Um, so that's 20 goals that he had last year that, you know, Alex Dabrikit's going to need to step up and then re replicate as well. But if I'm going to go defensive side of things, I would say more Sider too, because he is the backbone of the defensive core right now. You need him as great as he was in his rookie year, struggled a little bit early in his sophomore season before figuring it out and being great again in the second half of uh, the 2022 season. He needs to take another step forward in his development. He needs to become, not that he isn't already, but he needs to consistently become that number one defenseman. And I would almost argue a star defenseman in this league. There's not a lot of really 
really, really good two-way defensemen left in the NHL anymore. A lot of the NHL defensemen that get a lot of the hype are like your Camel Cars and your Adam Foxes, guys who put up a lot of points. Rasmus Dahlin, again, to go back to the Buffalo Sabres. But Moritz Sider can do it both. You know, in his rookie season, he put up 50 points. If he can put up north of 50 points, but also be this stellar defenseman in the in the back end like he has been the last two years, then, I mean, that's a win. So that's why I think, to answer the question, as much as Alex Dabrinkit is, is, is a need on the offense, Moritz Sider becoming the star defenseman this team so desperately needs is is also a huge uh, need as well. I know the Red Wings tend to bring their prospects along slowly, but who is a potential breakout candidate on the Red Wings that people should know about? So Lucas Raymond had down year last year, 45 points after his, I think, 57-point rookie season. Uh, he comes into training camp this year putting on 8 to 9 pounds. That was the biggest, like, slight against him was the fact that he was kind of undersized. You know, he was still kind of small, and he was getting pushed off the puck easily. Sounds like he made an effort to address that this offseason, and I would not be surprised if Lucas Raymond breaks out for north of 60 points this year. And honestly, being a fourth overall pick, you kind of need him to. If you're the Detroit Red Wings and you have – eyes on the playoffs you need Lucas Raymond to be a player who can get north of 60 points I'd also if you wanted more of a dark horse candidate Jonathan Bergeron absolutely loved what we saw out of him I think in 63 games last year uh he showed an aptitude to make every line he played on better his hockey IQ is something to behold uh so if you're a Red Wings fan or even just a casual NHL fan and you're watching the Detroit Red Wings keep your eyes on Jonathan Bergeron who switched his jersey number to 48 this offseason because he could break out and prove to be a bona fide playmaking top six winger uh, on this NHL roster. I've, I'm really looking forward to him. All right, something to keep an eye on. What would a successful season look like for the Red Wings this year, and what's at stake if they don't achieve it? I think the bare minimum of success for the Detroit Red Wings this season is to be kind of like the Buffalo Sabres last year, where you're Obviously, the Sabres have, <laughs> and when I say that, I don't mean like score a ton of goals, but then I also give up a ton of goals. I mean, if you're going to miss the playoffs, miss the playoffs by one point. Like, be in that playoff conversation all the way up until the very end. Fight tooth and nail until the very end. Scotty and I talked a lot about how last year the goal for the Red Wings was to be in the conversation for as long as possible, but like we weren't going to be disappointed if they missed because we realized how deep it was. This year, it's a little bit higher. Now, like, if it's the last week of the season, we expect you to be like fighting for that playoff spot, not just be not eliminated. Um, but that's the bare minimum of success. What I'd really like to see is for them to clinch a wild card spot, but also understanding where this Atlantic division is and what's going on. It's, it's really hard for me to say with hundred percent certainty that if they miss the playoffs, you know, it's all over, you know, because this division is so difficult. That's why for me, my bare minimum is to, you know, fight tooth and nail, be in that mix up until the last day of the season. Do not go down without a fight because last year it was a huge improvement. Like I said, uh, they weren't officially eliminated until the last week of the season, but they were basically out of it by uh, mid mid March is probably when all everyone realized it was pretty much over. So this year, make it to the last week of April and, or make the playoffs outright. <laughs> Those are both acceptable for as, as far as what's at stake. If they don't, um, you know, I think as far as the Iser plan goes, as people like to say, I think people are finally starting to question um, and rightfully so, so like no general manager should have carte blanche every single year. It's been, this will be year five, I believe of Iserman. And so year five of the rebuild, because in a lot of Red Wings fans eyes, the rebuild didn't begin until year until Iserman took over. Um, I think people are going to start wondering, you know, what the direction of this team is. Obviously he's not going to be, fired yet but people are going to start really questioning 
you know, the direction that this team has had, but I don't think anyone's ready to, you know, ship him out yet. People are still very happy with the moves he's made, especially given the fact that, you know, when he took over this roster, uh, there was no prospects in the cupboard and then they never got a top three pick in the NHL draft. So people are still very happy with what he's done based on what he has been given. Uh, but you know, it gets to a certain point. You got to wonder, you know, what, when, when the direct, what the direction of this team is, if they, you know, fail to meet that bare minimum that I listed. All right. Well, it should be a very interesting season ahead in Detroit. Brian, thank you so much for more on the Red Wings. Be sure to follow locked on Red Wings on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube. So you never miss an episode. And check out season previews for all 32 teams across the Locked On NHL channel. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.